I'm Ben Clute. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You're You're listening listening to to the the Ordinary Ordinary to Extraordinary Extraordinary Podcast. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast with Ben, me, and the Scottish guy next to me who looks really dumbfounded right now. (laughs) I didn't know that I was supposed to jump in when you pointed at me. We should uh, should work on that. Our comedy timing's (laughs) a little off this morning, Um, or this afternoon. afternoon now. As it is. Yeah, so we're just uh, recording some transitions here. Ben's going to fly off to Hawaii for the week here on Monday. Or is it Sunday you leave? Monday. Monday. So, yeah, we're just recording some transitions and want to welcome you guys to this podcast, which is going to have a topic of um, busy versus productive and how this is something that's uh, often confused. Yeah, busy versus productive. Yeah, don't mistake uh, being busy with being productive and actually getting things done is the whole idea with this podcast. But first off, I wanted to thank you guys for listening to our first podcast. We were pleasantly surprised with the amount of listeners that we got. So big uh, shout out to uh, all of those listeners. Thank you for making us feel like we aren't totally stupid. Yeah, um, and positive feedback as well from a lot of people, more than we thought were actually going to be interested or listen to this. So as an accountability tool, this might turn out to be something that's that's good for us. Yeah, good for us and hopefully good for other people as well, too, that can get some uh, techniques, different things that they might want to implement in their own lives, too. Yeah. But and before we move out to, uh, to the meat and potatoes of today's podcast, the other thing is we have some pretty cool interviews lined up here in the next few weeks for future podcasts that we're going to be able to share really, really insightful business ventures and, and different ideas with you guys so yeah, leaders in both health and uh, business so on varying topics so we're going to talk about anything from what we're talking about this time busy versus productive and maybe how some of those guys deal with with being productive in their daily lives and then also what health kind of means to them so lots of uh good regional and national business leaders so be sure to turn in for uh, future episodes and here we go with today's podcast hey everybody Thank you for tuning in once again to the Ordinary to Extraordinary podcast. Ben and I today are going to discuss something that we come across a lot in our everyday business life. Yeah, and that's the concept of being busy. I was telling Stephen earlier, there's really, it seems like, two types of busy. Those types of people that are actually busy, that are working at an unsustainable pace, and then those that are just uh, kind of a created or perceived busyness that just say it for the status symbol of, you know, being busy. So we want to kind of break those two types of busyness down today and then hopefully offer some insight and help, uh, helpful little life hacks as far as how we've worked through both of those situations. Sometimes we were busy at an unsustainable rate and then just the perception of being busy or busy going through the actions with uh, no real progress being made at times. Yeah. And I think we all have come across those people 
and we've probably been that person as well at some point in our life where we we use busy like a badge of honor to Ben's point like a status symbol and that's usually not the people that are being the most productive they're busy but they're certainly not producing or doing anything in a sustainable way. I've also found that those people seem to use busyness as an excuse for letting other things fall the wayside too. It's like, oh man, I'm sorry I couldn't get that to you. I'm sorry I didn't return your phone call. It's like, I was, I've just been so busy. It's like, well, that's not really an excuse for not getting something done. Like you should, one, if you're truly that busy, right? And you're going back to the first point, you should delegate then. You should get that. I mean, it should get done. Nothing should never not, not get done. And it truly can affect your personal relationships. One of the most sobering moments of my life was when I had a a serious car accident in 2016. It was January 3rd, 2016. My birthday. I shattered my humerus. I'm glad Ben was celebrating while I was waiting on (laughs) surgery. But I shattered my humerus and had to get a metal plate and 13 screws in my arm. And I remember calling my mum, who's in Scotland, eight hours ahead. I woke her up and I told her, you know, what had happened. And it was kind of sobering for me over the next couple of weeks because I had more contact with my parents and my brothers in those two to three weeks of early recovery after a major accident than I had had probably in the entire last six months to a year. Speaking multiple times a day, you know, letting them know what was going on, talking about this, that, and the next thing. Yeah. And it really was sobering. So I always put that down to being too busy to make time to talk to them. Used an eight-hour time delay they're eight hours ahead, mm-hmm. use work and every other excuse under the sun. And since then, I'm happy to report for about three years now, a day doesn't go by that I don't speak to my brothers. We set up a group chat and WhatsApp, which is just a text messaging app. But I don't get to use the busy excuse anymore for not speaking to my brothers, speaking to my mum, FaceTiming with nieces and nephews and different people back in Scotland. You know, as well as personally, it can really affect professional relationships. And I'm sure we all have stories about having those sobering moments. Absolutely. I don't think I can point to any particular time, but I was going to say a struggle that I have at least is when people give me the excuse of being busy, I, I want to usually jump down their throat. <laughs> <laughs> and just, it's like, so I guess it's even me working through sometimes when people use the excuse of being busy, having to extend them some grace mm-hmm. and realizing what they're going through. So that might be kind of something that's kind of interesting to talk about too. Cause it's like, I don't struggle as much with the excuse of being busy. I cognitive, like I, I, I know when I'm going to say that and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not actually so busy. I can't get something done. It's like, I'll tell people, they're like, oh, how's work going? It's like, oh, it's been steady, you know? Or, ah, it's a slow week. Like, right now, this is the week right before Christmas, right? Like, I do not have a, quote-unquote, busy week the week before Christmas. I have, you know, a couple things here and there, but for the most part, it's pretty slow, and if I need to fit something in, I can fit it in. But for those people that tell me that every time you ask them how they're doing, it's like, oh, I'm busy. It's like, really? All the time? You're just constantly busy. Like, that sounds like a really exciting way to live. And then they don't return your text messages or your calls or anything. And you are in your mind just going, it's like, that's bad time management. You're not effective. You don't know how to do all this stuff. But at the same time, I just need to learn to sometimes calm down and extend grace to those that aren't me, right? Not We're not all the same. And I'm sitting here with a big grin on my face right now. Ben is much nicer than I am. He has a, a better filter than I do. I do ask people, when they tell me they're busy, I I don't jump down their throat necessarily, but I certainly say, hey, that's great, because in my my line of work, it is good to be busy. So I say, hey, that's great. What have you been busy doing? And I put them on the spot, and you'd be surprised how often people kind of give you a blank look. Like, I just told this guy I was busy. 
why does he want details? <laughs> yeah. um, Quit wasting my time. I'm busy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little less gracious than Ben in that regard. I do ask people for specifics. And I learned that through working with some other reps in, in, in my work, in my line of work, sorry, that they would tell me they were busy all the time. It didn't matter if it was 6 o'clock in the evening or 8 o'clock in the morning. But then they would, I would also hear them talking about, you know, not showering until 9 o'clock in the morning and not having appointments until 10.30 or 11 o'clock in the daytime. But they're so, so busy. So it's, what are you busy doing? Tell me what you've been busy doing. And, you know, when they give me good answers, I love it. But a lot of times there's this sobering moment for people where they're like, yeah, I've really not been that busy. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. chasing my tail. I think part of that was I was reading a, a life hack. That's a website. I was reading an article in there, too, that had a few different points about the concept of being busy. And one of the quotes that I really liked from that article says, when you're busy, you confuse motion for progress, right? And to your point, of sometimes you become so busy that it's like they're just spinning their wheels. It's like, that's not productive busy. That's busy, but you're just burning the rubber off your tires and not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally a burnout, right? Like you're burning out. Yeah. And I think we're talking about this, and as we discuss this, there's a lot of cliches, very very much cliches that are, are synonymous with busyness and productivity. And one of the things that I think is, is very prevalent in all workplaces is people that are busy for two main reasons, one to fit in and one to justify the role. So we can all, on a daily basis, find things that we can tell whether it's a boss or a colleague, yeah, I was doing this this morning. But was that really something that was going to be significant and get into our proactive goals? And was it productive even in a reactive way that this happened over the weekend or this happened yesterday and here's how we're going to address it? I'm sure, again, if you're listening to this, you're probably going, yeah, there's times where I could be more productive. There's times where I could be working on the business instead of in the business if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur. You know, and, and it's, it's really important sometimes just to differentiate what's busy and what's productive. Yeah. And to that point, balancing what is busy and what's productive, too. And uh, we've mentioned, you know, kind of in our intro that this podcast is about balance, right? And, and balancing being productive and being there for your family and taking care of yourself from a health standpoint. And, you know, we're sharing a little bit about our journeys to better health in, in this, too. And uh, so I think people from the health standpoint, too, I wrote this down as a thing I want to touch on, use being busy as an excuse for not being able to go to the gym or not being able to eat healthy, you know. And, and I get how that can be valid at times, right? But it's like you can't go your entire life being truly busy and not ever take advantage of some of the, you know, working out. I guess take advantage might be the wrong word. I mean, not prioritize those things in life to go get healthy, be more productive. One of the things that I had written down in my notes, we, we don't necessarily rehearse these. We, we talk about what we might talk about and we kind of throw some ideas at each other. But essentially we're ad-libbing all of this. There's a, an author called Greg McKeown and he writes a book. It's called Essentialism and he also does a lot of uh, guest speaking at corporate events. And Hartland brought him in and he got to talk to us and I've got a copy of the book, both a paper copy and an audiobook copy. And it teaches you when to say yes and when to say no. And I think that's, before we even get to talking about time management and what we're doing with our time to he's, be yeah, productive, no. yeah, that's a good point. you know, we have to learn what it's okay to say no to. I think a lot of times we're very, very busy. We do wear it like a badge of honor. 
but we might say, hey, I've got to do this at 9 o'clock and this at 11 o'clock and this at 1 o'clock, and then you get to 4 o'clock in the afternoon and the things you truly had to get done haven't been done because mm -hmm. you've been doing things that you said yes to and you've been reacting to other people's, what I call them helmet fires, I learned that from a, a military guy. We've been reacting to other people's emergencies and other people's helmet fires and we haven't gotten to what we need to get done. So we have to be really, really aware of that. Well, and I think that's perfect. Like that idea of yes and no isn't so much about yes and no as much as it is about prioritizing the things that you need to do. I mean, that's why every business coach, right, says what are the things you got to get done during the day and what is your most productive time in the day? And that's when you need to do those things, right? So if you're a morning person and you get up at 7 o'clock, it's like maybe not get on your emails and start doing that. Maybe get on and start making your call list for those people that you're going to start calling at 8 o'clock or even 7.30 when a lot of those C-suite executives... Are are, uh, are are getting in and don't have their admin there to screen block or or call your uh, screen your calls yet, um, but part of that that I was going back to I'll come back to this was the the idea of balance right we were talking about being your best self I had mentioned earlier a quote about uh, I don't know if it was a quote as much as it was a thought that I had heard from somebody on one of these podcasts or something that I listened to about uh, your body being a tool right and if you're not in the best shape or you're not taking care of yourself, that you can't do a good job for your clients. But uh, be taking care of yourself so that you can be in the best shape to provide your clients with the best level of service, right? So this summer I was, and maybe I'll share a little bit about what we were just talking about outside, about me being mentally drained too. It's like I would say I was, I was busy. I was truly busy. That was a period of time where I was truly busy for too long and had a lot of stuff going on from both a work and home life, right? My son would have been about six months old at that point it's summer we're traveling work is busy people are wanting to talk with you at that point and uh, I was tired and you could tell I was mentally tired so I uh, I was hitting a wall I was trying to figure out what the heck to do couldn't make myself do calls uh, to, to you know go meet with clients or even bring on new clients and so I reached out to Steven and I was like oh man I need to take a break or something like so we we took a half a day right and just went out to the lake had lunch had a couple drinks and walked the water and just talked about kind of what our goals were personally and then also uh, work-wise to just kind of reinvigorate uh, our, myself really because at that point Steven was good I was the one that was on the struggle bus the idea with that is just take time to feed into yourself, take time to breathe, and uh, when you're so busy, there's just no time for creative thinking, was the other part, and I think thinking outside of the box, being a creative person is really important, and it's invigorating, and I think those are the times when you come up with the best ideas for your clients, is in times where you have time to think. One thing that I had mentioned, and Stephen can speak into this because I know he does it a little bit too, is the concept of time blocking. So for those times when you're really, really busy and you're like, I just don't know how I'm going to get everything done, get your calendar out, block time to take those mental break, 15-minute mental breaks to where you just zone out, you get outside, you go for a walk, or maybe it's that you just need 15 minutes to get on Facebook and just do nothing, just see what's going on. I know that's not sounds like the most productive thing, right? But sometimes you need to do that. Uh, and then time blocking for getting into the gym. I know every morning Steven's in there at a god-awful hour and uh, working out. So maybe it's time blocking to do those types of things. Do the things that are important to you that you take care of. And on that, you know, it's, it's a god-awful hour to some people. I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. Now, I don't always leave the house at 4.15 or 4.30 and get to the gym right at the same time. But the concept behind me working out early is quite simple. 
I know from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m., I can get a phone call from a customer or a prospect or my boss or someone at corporate, and I have to be fairly responsive. So I take that time in the morning from 4 a.m. until 7 a.m. to do what I need to do. So that's go to the gym, walk the dog, eat breakfast. I do some affirmations. You know, I read a, a, a Bible verse every day, which might surprise a few people. I didn't know that. <laughs> but I take time for me, and I'm selfish with those specific times of the day because no one else has the right to expect me to be at their beck and call at those times of the day. Yeah. So I can always say no if someone needs me at those times. And I have customers that are... No one's going to need them at 4.30 a.m. either. And unfortunately, I do get stuff from customers that are in Central Time and Eastern Time that do need me at those times, but they oh, also are told, and I, I, set, I set parameters, which again comes down to this saying no and saying yes at the right times. I set parameters so people know when I will respond to their requests for help that early in my day um and the whole saying no and saying yes i think a lot of times we feel like assholes when we say no to things and there's this expectation that because someone wants to do something at a certain time and place if we don't say yes and we don't sacrifice our own time and and effort and things that we need to do then we're we're not as as good a friend or as good a colleague as we could possibly be that's that's interesting. So part of it, I think, really, what you're saying is, is intentionality, right? Yeah. Because it seems like so many people in this day and age, especially with iPhones, I was just telling Stephen last night, it's like, I'm not a huge fan of necessarily technology on me all the time. That's why I don't have an iWatch or those types of things, because I don't want the constant stimulation or distraction, because that's just who I am. Like, I know it'll distract me. I, I'll want to be on it all the time. And I think now, especially, a lot of people allow technology to distract them be it any social media platform, right? I know I just mentioned 15 minutes of Facebook time, but people allow that to become in two hours a day to, uh, to distract them and then talk about being so busy. It's like, well, if you didn't spend two hours on technology, like you might be able to actually get out and be productive. So that might be something to talk about too. And even with that... Multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. It's like when people are trying to multitask, it's like, I don't know how that really works. It's it, when I'm trying to work on a client case and when I'm in a client meeting, I don't have my phone in the background or anything like that, or I'm not checking email, right? I don't, I don't have notifications set up on my email to come in and ding every time that I get a stupid email because it would distract me from being intentional in the time that I'm with my clients. I mean, that's the same when you're at a coffee meeting. I mean, I put my phone on silent and turn it over on the table. Not always, Stephen, <laughs> like right now, earlier when it went off. But most of the time, I'm pretty good at that. So I think allowing yourself to be free of distraction is really important to be intentional in whatever it is you're doing, be it a coffee meeting, be it uh, you're writing some document for a meeting that you have going on, whatever it is, just be intentional with the time that you have, and you're going to get a lot more done and be a lot more productive than if you're sitting here playing on your phone. Yeah, and I heard something really great on this a couple weeks ago, and I can't even tell you who would get credit for for this whoever said it is an absolute genius be probably me. where your feet are be where your oh, feet yeah. are and be present in the moment and it, again we talked earlier about cliches that is a cliche just be in the moment yeah but be where your feet are and be with the people you're supposed to be with yeah. and be focused on what you're supposed to be focused on i promise the text messages the emails and the phone calls aren't going anywhere and if it's an emergency they're going to call back multiple times and you can always step out from that and people understand emergencies. But other people's emergencies aren't always your emergencies. So be where your feet are 
and focus on what you're doing in that moment. And that's a great quote too. Be where your feet are. And if you aren't there mentally, maybe your feet shouldn't be there either too. To, to that point, it's like if you inside feel going back to that yes or no thing, maybe this is something that you need to say no to in the future if you can't get your mind there where your feet are too. Yeah, And, you know, technology improves a lot of things, but if you go back even 10 or 15 years, people didn't expect responses right away. We were sending things by fax. Yeah. We sent emails. People and, left voicemails. Yeah. And, and they expected a couple of day turnaround on some things. Now, yeah, there's time sensitivity on a lot of the tasks that we have to get done, but if you're managing and blocking your time the way you should, and this will probably lead real well into talking about some time management tips and tricks, then it shouldn't be an issue for you to have someone wait for 30 minutes for a response. And if you're sitting at your computer responding to emails as soon as they come in, what tasks are falling by the wayside because you're super responsive to emails, but how in the grand scheme of things is that adding up to success in a proactive way? I agree. (laughs) But what I was going to say is during those times when you are truly busy and you have a lot going on and you don't want to use the I'm busy excuse. It's like I end up doing a lot of reminders in my phone. So it's like, guess I do use tech, but it doesn't drive my life, right? But I use those reminders in my phone a lot. Even if it's, hey, you're supposed to get coffee to bring back to the house. Set that for 9 a.m. As After I get into the office and everything, I've gotten my emails checked, I've got my agenda written out for the day and everything like that. Have that set in your phone to go off so that you can write that down as a task for the day. Be it Maybe it's like, oh, I'm supposed to call Steven so that we can set up the time when we're supposed to do our next editing of the podcast, okay? So that also goes in my phone as a reminder at a certain time when I know I'm going to be back in the office or when I know I'm going to be driving home and I can yell at Surrey to call Steven on mobile speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's something that I have had to really, really work on. I've always been a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of person for until about five years ago, and I realized that in the business world, you can't do that. You really do have to... Not when you're truly busy. Yeah, you have to block your time. You have to be responsive when it's essential and be proactive when you need to be proactive. So if you have non-negotiables that you do on a day-to-day basis, including going to the gym, including eating taking care of yourself on a day on a daily basis then those things are always non-negotiable you have to protect the times that you need to be proactive versus reactive in terms of time management i think it's going to be real interesting to hear ben and i's approach to this because we do do things just that little bit differently it's funny i actually love sending ben calendar invites right now because his assistants in the office get to see them, the girls that manage the office. <laughs> so I put funny things on there like Benny Boo and Stephen edit and podcast or Benny Boo and Stephen going to lunch. Yeah, and then I get uh, called names during, <laughs> throughout the office. It's really, really a special time. I, I like to mess with people and you guys will pick up on that, anybody that listens. So. I think that's part of anything though. It's like bringing levity to the situation. It's like we don't all have to take ourselves so seriously, right? It's like life can be fun. Work doesn't have to be so staunchy all the time like we can have fun when we're doing this too we can laugh a little bit and make a joke and not have it be just so serious which is i mean that that leads to burnout for me too at least yeah when your people are just serious all the time so it starts um and this is another quote again i don't know who to give the the credit to for this but it all starts with you running the day instead of the day running you and i think everybody can relate to having that time in their life where you wake up, you get to the office, and when you leave the office or when you're finished for the day, 
you wonder what in the name of everything yeah. holy happened to this day. I don't know what I got accomplished. Everything I had to get accomplished didn't get done. And the simplest way I feel to address that is to block your day out. Now, not the entire that day. time blocking we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. So time blocking is super simple. And if you look at my calendar in the morning, 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. is gym, affirmations, uh, walk the dog, reading, all the things that I need to do to feel normal and healthy moving into the day. And I'll say mine's a little different because I have a toddler at home. I guess he's technically a toddler now, kind of. He's <laughs> almost 11 months old in a few days. Um, I don't necessarily get those mornings. Like, I don't, I mean, I could get up at 4.30, but I can't leave the house because my wife leaves the house at 6, right? It's like, so my, my day's a little different. So I have to sit down at the beginning of the week and say, what time in the day can I actually go to the gym? Or what time of the day can I have lunch with my buddy? You know, and, and get that quiet time or that much needed, you know, rest time in order to be productive and for the other things that I need to do during the week. And honestly, sometimes it's not at five o'clock. Sometimes it's at 2 p.m. that I'm going to be able to get to the gym. So uh, I think for those of us that have uh, a little less control maybe of our calendars at times, uh, having unstructured times is okay, but you need to just get it in the calendar so that it exists. Uh, and those reminders, like I said, especially with a baby at home, those reminders become really important because <laughs> sometimes sleep deprivation or sometimes just pure uh, annoyance or burnout from having your patients tested by a kid who wants to pull everything off the table and wants to found the toilet paper the other day and just sit there whacking away like the cat does sometimes to the toilet paper roll. Uh, sometimes you just get worn out and you forget things, right? So use these tools that you have available in order to be more productive. So the other thing to, to be super uh, aware of here is when you schedule breaks, when you schedule time to do something other than work, which is absolutely essential, take some time to go for a walk. Even if it's just a walk around the office, it can be five minutes, 10 minutes, get outside, get some fresh air. There's empirical evidence that shows walking is the best stress reliever it also shows that a lot of times when you have a problem that you simply can't solve and we've all been here how am I going to make this work when you have those kinds of issues going for a walk is sometimes the best way to have that aha eureka moment yeah um and there's a lot of books that I've read that that talk about this one being high performance habits by Brendan Burchard he talks specifically about this and how high performers schedule times where they can they can take five to ten minutes between their their meetings and their their daily tasks. There's also evidence to show sixty to eighty minutes is about all of the capacity we have to be productive. So if you're scheduled, if you have meetings that are scheduled for two, three, four hours, good luck. The last two hours of those are absolutely useless. No one's retaining information. No one's going to be at their best in terms of creativity. And nobody is going to be giving you their optimum output. Schedule those little breaks, even if it's just you're meeting at one coffee shop and walking to another for 10 minutes. It gives you time to clear your head and move into the next one at full capacity. Well, that's back to that point of allowing time for creative thinking, right? So it allows you to take 10 minutes, take 15 minutes, be semi-physical, at least going out there going for a walk, and noodling on something too. 
So one other thing I would like to talk about is habits, all right, good and bad. So we all have solid habits that we, we practice on a daily basis. Some of us, they are positive, and some of us, we have negative habits that we practice on a daily basis, and beyond smoking and drinking and things like that. Think about how much, we all have 24 hours in a day. Again, cliche, but everybody has 24 hours in the day. You have the same 24 hours that, that I have, that Ben has, that everybody else does. Evidence shows most humans can function properly on seven to eight hours sleep per evening. That's, that's optimal. There's about 5% of humans who need less than that. Some of us are blessed like that, some of us are not. If you're sleeping more than eight hours per day, you're sleeping too much and your body reacts to that. That's one way that you can get an hour or two back. If you're sleeping for nine or 10 hours a night, you can cut that back and still operate optimally. You know, when people tell you they're busy, when people say, oh, I've been so busy and I haven't had time and oh, you just don't get it, man, I'm so busy. A lot of times they're not using the same amount of hours they have in their day the way you are. Mm -hmm. So can you claw back a couple hours here? How often do you go to social media when you're bored? Mm -hmm. So you take your break at work, but you stay at your desk and you check social media for 10 to 15 minutes. And call it a break. Yeah, and it's a Which time suck. Fine. Maybe it is sometimes. But. Yeah, sometimes it is a break, but it's also a time suck for you. There is studies and evidence showing that social media cause is, is, a, is a major contributor to depression, depression yeah. and suicide rates and constantly looking over the fence at other people. Definitely unhealthy, too. One point I wanted to touch on a little bit, too, is the idea of relationships when you're busy and how when we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but that relationships can suffer, both friends and uh, if you're married or dating or engaged or anything like that. Those relationships can suffer too when you're busy because you're just mentally drained, right? You can't allow yourself to be mentally drained and expect to have productive relationships. Part of that, one thing that my wife and I implemented, which I actually stole from somebody, was the idea of having a structured date night even, right? Like, so people think that we're super structured. It's like, well, yeah, we kind of have to be or else a lot of stuff is going to fall to the wayside. Even our relationship could struggle if we didn't have some of these intentional date nights. So every Thursday night after we put our son down at 7 o'clock, we have a babysitter come over and we do what we call basically, it's, it's adult night. So it could just be that Lauren and I are going to go out and we're going to have dinner together. It's that we're going to go have dinner with friends. It could just be that each of us might be going to have dinner separately with friends or something. I don't know. That doesn't happen very often. But we get to go be an adult still. And I think it's important that parents, that you take time to be an adult still. Uh, and that you can leave your kids at home with a babysitter. As hard as it might seem sometimes, they're going to be fine. And they need to be left alone. Maybe send them with the grandparents. But take a week uh, or take a night just once a week where you get to go be an adult with your spouse if that's who you're with. So something else just on the on where we're talking about habits. A real bad habit for a lot of people is watching TV. Yeah. Now, we all do it. We all have Netflix, we all have Hulu, we all some of us still even have cable packages. I don't understand why. We'll never get an endorsement from a cable person now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had cable in probably 6 years. Yeah, it's about the same for Laura and I. Television. What are you watching? Are you watching the Kardashians? <laughs> let, let me put this in perspective for some people here. We literally have people sitting in a house watching people sitting in a house. <laughs> how is that productive? But it's productive? a pretty sweet house. It is a sweet house, but how is that productive? How is that helping you to be a better person? They're loaded. They have more money than 
than any of us probably will ever have. And if I had to guess, they're not sitting at home watching those TV shows of other people sitting in houses. Exactly. Not to rip on the Kardashians too much. Are we watching soul-crushing documentaries about things that are just terrible? One of, the, one of my mentors is a guy called Jeffrey Gittimer, sales guru, and he actually encourages people not to watch the news because he says it I will leave you... I tell all my clients, you, don't watch it. It will leave you in a bad place. And multiple levels. So Ben said he doesn't have his clients watch the news because if they do, they're going to be calling him, asking him to sell things all the time because... Well, and we always say it's like the idea with the news. It's like they're paid to get eyes, right? They're paid to get viewers. They're not yeah. paid to tell what's truthful. And a lot of the time what they're talking about in the market, it, it, I mean, it's not even truly beneficial. It's like they talked about the yield curve recently, right? And talked about the inverted yield curve between the two and the five years. Like, well, that's not even the one that matters. And you're trying to scare people with the idea of an inverted yield curve when it's the three-month and the ten-year that matter. And doomsday is always around the corner. So not, not to bash on TV too much, but how much are you doing? You know, when you're busy, when you don't have time to spend time with family, friends have a work meeting that could progress you to the next the next position or the next level of your your career because you're so busy how many hours are you wasting doing things that you really could make time if you wanted to mm-hmm. and your life's going to be enriched in the long run versus that your relationships that, your health all that instead yeah. of that little dopamine that you get from watching something that you enjoy well, and that's like me going to the gym, right? It's like um, very rarely am I just like, oh, I can't wait to get to the gym today. It's just going to be so fun. It's like I've got to force myself to go to the gym, right? And it's like anything worth having is hard <laughs> in life. So it's like if I want to be in better shape and I want to feel better, then it's like, well, I need to eat healthier. And sometimes that means forcing myself to eat a salad, right? And forcing yourself to go to the gym and to work out. And that gets easier every time you force yourself to do it. I know Lauren and I have talked about I'm incredibly social. She's not as social as I am. And there's times where she doesn't want to go out uh, with friends. She'd rather stay home and watch a show or and, you know, and work on some craft or something like that. But then usually after we go, because I've forced her to go, <laughs> not always, but sometimes you know, it's, I, I forced her or encouraged her is probably a better word to go and have a good time. She's usually always just says, like, that was fun. Like, thank you for encouraging me to, to get out and do that. Sometimes it's just with her going out with girlfriends. It's like, I'm not even there. It's like, hey, go out. You know, you need to go do this. You need to go spend some time with the girls and, and, and be an adult. Go have a glass of wine. Go do happy hour and take some time for yourself, right? It's all about that balance, too. Raising a kid, working, being married, trying to manage a household, you know, and be responsible in all those areas. It's like, life isn't easy. Like, life catches up with you sometimes, guys. It's like, and you need to take time to just be human and relax a little bit. So just to ask you, Ben, you're, we're about three weeks into you going to the gym. It's not as hard as it used to be, right? You actually no, start to enjoy much. it. Yeah, I do start to enjoy it. Yeah, like I said, it depends on the day. There's definitely days when I struggle to get to the gym. Like even today, I was thinking, like, crap, I got to go to the gym this afternoon. And I don't really want to. But I, I always feel good afterwards. I was telling Lauren just this week, and it's like, man, it's like it's hard to get there. But after I do it, like I feel pretty good, you know. And even the days when I get there at five thirty, you know, and I'm. I'm looking like death in the morning sometimes too but it's like you know I showed up I'm there and uh, I get done at 6 30 6 45 whatever it is to get back and shower and get to work uh, I feel good I mean the rest of the day I feel good 
you know, and I'm eating healthier. And so uh, I don't know what I'm down weight-wise, but I know I'm down at least a few pounds from when we started three or four weeks ago. And I've been doing it six days a week, and I've just been showing up. Even the days when I have our time, I just tell myself, it's like, you just got to get in the truck, and then it's like, you just got to show up. Just show up at the gym and start. And as soon as I get started, it gets a lot of easier. It's like anything in life. It's like getting started is the hardest part. Yeah. Well, to that point, Warren Gresh is in his book, uh, The Best Damn Sales Book Ever. He tells an amazing story about people in New York City that are always telling him, oh, I could have bought that building right there for $100 back in whatever year it was, back but when New York did. was a dump. And he's like, and now that guy's done it, and he took my idea, and now he's a freaking multi-billionaire. Warren Gresh has always responds, well, well, why didn't you buy it? Oh, I was too busy. Full circle, right? Like, I couldn't do it then because... But someone else did it, and someone else is successful. So there's a, there's a certain uh, inertia that sometimes you're on this path. The only way to make anything better is to change, right? And sometimes you're on an okay path, and sometimes you're on a terrible path, and sometimes you're even on a good path. But there's always room to make these little incremental changes, whether it be a certain habit that you address. So instead of eating a cheeseburger for four days a week, you eat a salad for two of those days. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, maybe you leave three bites on your plate in terms, and we're talking health and fitness Have a side stuff here. salad instead of the fries. You know, and, and there's the same concept, and, and this is something I talked to Ben about. You do a little bit a lot instead of a lot a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we're about to hit January. We're about to hit crazy season in the gym. And crazy season in the gym sees people go out, spend hundreds of dollars on equipment and gear, show up, work hard for a week, two weeks, sometimes two months, but they do so much that they disgust themselves with it. And before you know it, they've fallen off, right? So we've all been through that cycle in the gym. Some of us, you know, I'm looking forward to it because it's actually fun to have new people in the gym, but then it's it's also fun come March or April to kind of talk to some of the regulars and see who stuck it out and who didn't. Um... But, you know, if they did a little bit, so instead of doing seven days a week in January and getting sore and hating life, if they'd have done three days a week and then up to four days a week in a few weeks, you know, and incrementally increased the frequency, it would have been more sustainable for them. It would have been more successful for them. And come June and July, they might have the body that they wanted when they made the, the... the resolution or made the commitment back in December or January. Going to creating habits, right? Yeah. So it's much easier to create a habit and manage your time and manage everything if you do things incrementally. A little bit a lot versus a lot a little well, bit. Well, and a habit is a lot easier to follow through on than a task is. Mm-hmm. It's like if you've got a task that you've got to check out of the box, that can be tiring and draining. But when you create habits, those are just things you do that, I mean, in time might even fulfill you and fill you up too. Yeah, that point of incremental change. There was a book I'm trying to find, and Travis Pop gave it to me. Maybe he gave you the book too. I don't know, but it was the idea of incremental change. It's like, man, just think about this. Like, if you changed one thing, and it just took a minute of your day, right, to change something for the positive, and you did one thing that is positive for one minute a day, what that amounts to over a lifetime, right? So even with my business coaches, so I've had two business coaches now uh for you know six months three or six months at a time because you got to commit for a period of time and uh, i was saying if i could get one positive thing out of these business coaches you know and you pay 500 to 750 dollars usually a month for a business coach so i had to invest some money into this right if i can get one positive thing out of that for my monthly costs 
that I can take with me through the rest of my business career and the rest of my career life, whatever. It's like, that's going to be so worth it, right? It's just these incremental small changes that you make that set you apart from everybody else. It's like people are really surprised when I get back to them, when I call them back. It's like, because I set it as a reminder in my phone. It's not anything that's miraculously different that I'm doing. It's I just took two seconds to tell Siri to make a reminder for tomorrow at 9 a.m. to call Joe Blow back, right? And one thing I'd like to focus on here is there's going to be some people that listen to this that are very positive and do have a lot of great things going on in terms of time management and you know not being too busy for people and things and you know you're going to be more productive than than other people even us uh, yeah even us and one of the things i'd like to say to those people is well done you know i think when you make those little incremental changes as ben mentioned and it can be as simple as think of a, a basketball player if they take a hundred extra shots 365 days of the year how many extra shots are they taking than everybody else mm-hmm. how, how much more are they doing to perfect their craft to be prolific in what they do every single day you know and, and we can all take a little bit from that I take the athlete mindset a lot and try and apply everything from the athletic side to sales and sometimes vice versa if you're already doing a lot of these things all power to you if you're not let us know. You know we're gonna we're gonna be uh, making a lot of podcasts here and chatting to yeah, different please people. Please share your uh, tips and tricks. We're gonna chat to different people that do things slightly different. You know, and what I do and what Ben does, it's not the same. But we find what works for us, and it really, really ne- needs to be something that you can buy into. And this quote—it's not even a quote as much as kind of a story, I guess. Uh, kind of goes back to the looking at Facebook, keeping up with the Joneses mentality too and it has less to do with busyness than it has to do maybe with just you see the guy who hits you know majority of his shots from the free throw line right and he just can just every time he just hits it you're just like god that guy just has some natural talent right and you go out there and you shoot 10 shots and you don't make any of them and what you don't see is though that guy sits in the gym when the lights are you know are, are on but everybody's gone and he's sitting there and he's just throwing the ball a thousand times to perfect his shot right so what you see on the court isn't always necessary necessarily going to be just a natural ability or that guy's better than you it's just no he has shot 9000 more shots than you have and he's just worked harder so sometimes it takes intentionality using those tools to be more productive and then grind a little harder than everybody else right and be intentional when you're grinding don't just grind for the sake of grinding grind with a goal and a purpose in mind so anybody that's listening to this that knows ben and i just maybe maybe less so on ben uh or maybe less so in regards to ben's friends but more so the people that i deal with day to day be prepared for me to say what have you been busy doing the next time you tell me you're busy? I'm going to start doing it too because it sounds fun. It is fun. And there's a, a cross between panic and enlightenment when people are like, well, have I really been that busy? So be prepared for that. And hey, give us some feedback on what we talked about today. We'd love to hear from you. If you think it's crap, tell us it's crap. Yeah. If you think this is helpful, let us know that it's helpful. If you want to maybe have a coffee date with us or, or maybe even be a guest on our podcast or know someone that might be able to speak to certain topics that we Engaging talk about. Engaging speaker. Yeah. Let us know. We would love, absolutely love to hear from you, hear from them. 
So start using the reminders in your phone. Consider time blocking. Put that uh, health and wellness first. Get it on the calendar and show up at the gym and eat healthy and do what you're supposed to do. Be selfish when it won't affect anybody else and don't be afraid to say no. You are not an asshole if you say no to somebody. If it's not going to be good for you and what you need to get accomplished, say no to it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you guys were able to find some information that you might be able to take and apply in your own schedule and ensure that you're a little less busy and a little more productive. Uh, If you wanted to share some of your ideas with us, social media is a place to do it. O2E Journey, that's in letter O, number two, letter E, and then Journey on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, please do treat our Instagram and Facebook pages as a forum to share your ideas and insight. And then also watch out for our links to upcoming podcasts. They're going to be released on the first and third Monday of each month. They're going to be on varying topics and have interviews with individuals from both the business and health worlds. So be sure to look out for those again on the first and third Monday of each month. Until the next time, be good to yourself and each other. Boom.
I'll tell you all the story about the joke around the thief, I said, I was all about